Welcome to the Eastman Dental Podcast, where we hope to inspire, motivate, and provide education from our guests' experience. And this week, I'm joined by Denny Wang, who's uh, recently completed his MS Cons program at the Eastman, and Basma Alatebi, who is a pediatric postgraduate trainee here as well. Don't limit yourself in dream big. I mean, funny story is when I graduated from my bachelor. I swear to myself, I would never do a specialist training. But <laughs> now you see, I came here, and I never imagined myself to study abroad. So you never know, like wh- when life will bring you to. Have patience, okay. Believe in yourself, because sometimes you're gonna doubt yourself, and it's okay. With your host Josh Hudson. Uh, this is the first episode of the series where we will look at um, postgraduate training courses, and there are a, a range of postgraduate training options from uh, weekend courses to MSCs to either NHS or privately funded specialty uh, specialty training programs, uh, right through to training to become a consultant. Um, So first of all, Basma, tell us briefly about yourself and how you've got to this point in your career. Uh, Hello, everybody. Um, So I've uh, I've done my undergrad uh, studies at the University of Leeds from 2012 to 2017. Once I graduated, I had to go back home to my home country, which is in Kuwait. Uh, I became a a general dentist there, worked for three years, and then decided it's time for me to become uh, a specialist. So I looked for other programs, especially in the UK, because I love the UK. And uh, London has been always uh, been the choice for me. So I've applied everywhere and got accepted almost everywhere. Uh, But UCL has been my number one choice. Uh, I met the consultants uh, prior to accepting uh, the offer and I've absolutely enjoyed everyone's company. And now I'm here. I'm currently in my second year uh, in uh, residency and training and enjoying every minute of it, honestly. Perfect. Sounds great. So I'm intrigued. You decided to do your undergraduate training in the UK and I guess you could have gone anywhere. So what made you choose to to, to come here to do it? Uh, so uh, at the beginning, I honestly had no idea what to do. Uh, once I graduated from high school, I was thinking, is it time? Is it is it meant to be to, to go abroad? Uh, my friend actually uh, studied in the University of Leeds. She's one year older than me and told me, you should come to Leeds. And I was like, where is Leeds? And she told me <laughs> it's in the UK. And I never thought of that. So I never heard of the concept of uh, scholarships or sponsorships and all of that. So so um, in Kuwait, you have the you have the opportunity to apply and just try your luck. So I was one of the eleven students who got accepted uh, to a uh, for a scholarship to study dentistry in the United uh, Kingdom, and I was one of like. 2,500 students who applied. So I was really lucky to get accepted. And once I got accepted, I managed to do the foundation year at the University of Leeds because I was an international mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was a must to do that. And after that, I managed to get straight A's. So I was lucky. I studied really hard and I passed my interview and got accepted into dentistry. And I enjoyed those five years very, very much. That's great. Uh, and out of interest, you mentioned that kind of rigorous process they had to go through to be able to get sponsorship to be stu- to study here. Uh, out of interest, how, how did they get from those two and a half thousand applicants down to 11? What was the process? So the process is you choose your options. So you have seven um, kind of, you rank 
which majors you want in what countries because mm-hmm. the 2500 can apply anywhere in the world and in many different specialities or mm-hmm. majors so it could be engineering medicine it could be the uk it could be canada so i think i was lucky because i've put only one which one option which was dentistry the uk mm-hmm. i think they felt sorry for me because <laughs> people had seven options and i only had one and i only picked one because to me it was either the uk mm-hmm. dentistry specifically mm-hmm. or i'd rather stay back home and and do dentistry back home mm-hmm. and i was lucky i honestly was really lucky because i didn't get the highest grades if i'm being honest i did not get the highest grades back home and it mm-hmm. was very competitive so i was just lucky that whoever got higher grades than me did not put <laughs> dentistry as dentistry their the number one option uh so it's just a matter of luck it was meant to be i guess to go to leeds and now here in yeah and well, now you're back yeah. again <laughs> Uh, so, so Denny, what's what's your backstory? How have you ended up uh, where you are now? Well, um, so I graduated in 2015 from the University of Hong Kong, where I came from. Mm-hmm. And then um, after graduation, I was uh, a junior resident back in the teaching hospital in the University of Hong Kong in the prosthodontic department. And that's where I developed my interest in prosthodontics. Mm-hmm. And then I worked three years in general practice. And then it's come to a time that I decided to have a change. So I was researching about um, master programs all around the world. And I discovered this uh, one year intensive MSc program in Eastman and I applied for it. And so very luckily I get here and then I completed the master uh, 2020 during the COVID time <laughs> and then I stayed now in the Eastman as a locum specialty registrar in restorative dentistry to further my training. Okay. Yeah. So, so Basma obviously had the kind of connection with the UK from the undergrad side of things but again you could have gone anywhere so what was it particularly that brought you here to the UK and then to the Eastman specifically? Well um, it's a very interesting story so um to be honest, I haven't been to London or UK before I make up the decision. <laughs> yeah, so it was more about like, so, and I have never imagined myself to study abroad mm-hmm. originally. And but like working, like four years in dentistry, it just make me to a point that I'm starting thinking my future. Like mm-hmm. it's either say my some of my friends they may be already planning to open their own clinic. Some of them are doing like a specialty training back in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And then to me, I feel like um, I just want to change. Yeah, I don't know where I will go to. Mm-hmm. And then so that's why I start to research about the program. Just one day I randomly saw, uh, bump into a, 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 a senior uh, dentist who did the same program. So I have a check with him and okay. I find like, oh, this program seems suit me because um, I feel like I may not be able to do a specialty training because of the, all the time commitment and financial commitment as well. But mm-hmm. I think a one year master will really suit my future career. Mm-hmm. And I want to do it abroad because um, I don't want to stay in my home country like forever yeah. before I decide to you know establish my clinic there potentially so i just mm-hmm. want to see the world so that's why i chose this program perfect yeah uh, and basma you so you came here to do your undergraduate degree you went back and then what was it that made you decide to specialize generally and what made you specifically decide to look at pediatrics 
So uh, when I went back to Kuwait, um, we do an internship here. And that internship here, you go into all the specialities in dentistry. You get to work as a specialist, obviously under supervision, and you get to explore all the options and see exactly where you fit in. Some people decide they want to be a general dentist forever. That's absolutely fine. For me, I, despite the fact that um, pediatrics is a very difficult and challenging uh, speciality, uh, for me, I enjoyed it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I I saw how it is kind of uh, challenging, but yet very rewarding because I'm changing these kids like their life. I don't want the dental visit to be so traumatizing. And a lot of them did enjoy my company, surprising, despite the fact that I was actually kind of drilling and filling and doing all of these things. Um, So it was very rewarding for me. And I decided this is what I wanted to do. So I talked to uh, all of the uh, specialists then, Mm -hmm. and most of them graduated from Leeds. Personally, I I love Leeds. Thank you, University of Leeds, for for all of the years. (laughs) But I did not want to go back. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was ready exactly the same as you, kind of felt the same. I didn't want to stay the same place forever. Um, And I went to two two extra years as a general dentist just to get that bit of more experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I applied. uh, Because back in Kuwait, there is this issue where if you're a general dentist, you are very limited to what you do. I know here you can do a lot of things. You can do endo, um, you can do crowns and all of that. Back in Kuwait, as a general dentist, you're actually not allowed to do that. So for me, I don't want to be that limited. No offense to my country, I love Kuwait as well, but it was very limited. Mm. I I really wanted to explore more uh, of my clinical skills. So coming here and actually specializing will allow me to go further down the line in terms of I will be doing general anesthetics. I will be uh, exploring more in terms of inhalation sedation or IV sedation. So I will be uh, ready for that uh, kind of tr- treatments. Okay, so it works sort of on a referral basis then, I guess, in Q8. Somebody sees the patient and then sort of sends them off to the specialist. I've done a lot of referrals (laughs) those three years, a lot. You you keep seeing these patients and I'm like, I can do this, but I'm not allowed to do this. So I have to refer to a specialist. That makes sense. I can understand. So, Denny, you obviously decided that you wanted to do some further training and then you decided you wanted to do it in the UK and then specifically you decided you wanted to do it at the Eastman. Um, so what was those next steps? What was that application process? How did you go about getting onto the program and how did you find that? So for the application process for the MSc, it's quite a standard procedure basically. Um, you need um, two references, which is I think the best one to ask for is someone from your dental school, like someone with some academic backgrounds. Mm. And then you just go online, apply for it and wait for the interview and behave yourself in the interview, really. And some tips about the interview is, uh, I would say, those questions are really like some expected questions that you will expect for from a a postgraduate program interview. But just be prepared yourself about know, get to know about the program. So the best thing to prepare is um, really try to ask someone who have done the program before and know what is the uh, commitment to the program. I think that is probably um, the um, uh, interviewers want to know that 
um, you are really prepared for the program because say for my program is a really one year intensive training in both clinical aspect and also in uh, academic uh, uh, aspect as well so you got lectures and you got research as well so you complete everything in one year so it's really intensive so um, I think the interview really want you to be prepared about it and then otherwise I think it's quite a standard procedure for the application so Denny, you mentioned that there was kind of the standard questions that they asked you as part of that interview process. What, what kind of things were they asking you? Were they asking you about your experience, um, academics? You mentioned about w why you want to do the program and the commitment, but can you give a bit more insight into the kind of questions that were asked? Well, so um, to my memory, the interview lasts for about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, so it starts with like, why do I want to apply for this program? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think just be genuine about the answer, really. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, they asked me about my previous like training experience and what I did in my daily practices. And then um, also they really asked me like, can you tell me about this program? Like, what do you know about it? And so, and do I know anyone from the program? Did we uh, like speak before I apply for this program? Um, so, and they also try to reassure me like this is a really really intensive program so are you prepared to commit to it mm -hmm. in terms of time and also like financial commitment yeah, as yeah. well so um not surprised but you really need to prepare for it i would say okay yeah and basma what was your application process was it similar to that quite similar um for me it was again an online application. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew people who graduated uh, from uh, the pediatric program at uh, Eastman. So I asked them all the questions before applying. Uh, I knew exactly that this is what I wanted. So I went online and I actually applied on the last day where the application was okay. gonna close. And um, it was a very easy, easy, easy uh, process. Um, and the application doesn't require that much. So for me, it was like the CV, personal statement, mm -hmm. all of that. Luckily, I had all of those uh, prepared. Mm -hmm. My recommendation is get someone to read those for you. Don't just think they are perfect and apply. Let someone read them, proofread them and just apply. Um, and for me, I had to do my IELTS exam as well despite the fact I graduated from the University of Leeds, I still did it just in case. Um, and uh, all you needed to do is fill in your personal information, submit and wait for, for that email. Uh, I was lucky I didn't have to wait that long uh, to hear back. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's very important, again, to prepare for the interview. Um, I did something that I, I actually visited uh, the Eastman prior to hearing back from them. Because mm -hmm. um, some some people say that it's good to kind of make sure that they understand that you are really committed and you really are interested. So I, I dropped an email to uh, a director and I was like, hi, can I come for a tour, please? Um, I went in and saw all of, I met everyone. Um, I enjoyed, I did that for uh, many uni universities, not only the Eastman, because I came in to London for a visit. And um, did that help? Do you think? Do you think that helped the process? I think my personality um, showed more uh, rather than just on paper. Yeah. Because um, they 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 saw how uh, interested I am, and I was really keen to to start. Like, yes, let's do this. I want yeah. this. And uh, I noticed how they were like 
that's a very good thing that you came. And I was, I think I was lucky. Yeah, it's a bit more casual yeah. as well, I guess. I do have to apologize to uh, the directors of all the programs. So this might cause them a lot of meetings and tours. <laughs> I am not recommending. I'm just saying it worked for me, <laughs> not guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. So did you have an interview process after that? Uh, yes, I did. A very quick interview. Okay. Um, very simple questions. Um, it's basically about my experience. I made sure I had enough experience because you can see that all of the programs, especially for the uh, the D-Dent one, you have to have two years of experience. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I made sure that I had the uh, enough uh, experience uh, to do that. And basic questions. I do have to recommend that you need to learn a little bit more about the, the speciality you're interested in because some of them asked me if I had... Um, read anything interesting lately in pediatric dentistry okay. and guess what yeah. i did not <laughs> i did not read anything and because I, I was a general dentist i was interested in pediatrics but not to the point where i was like reading yeah um so i was honest at this point i was like i i do have to apologize i've read something more into general dentistry rather than pediatric dentistry and they they asked me what i read about general dentistry <laughs> I, I i put myself in that situation honestly. so i had to think of like a paper I read recently luckily I read sometimes so that worked in my favor uh, but be prepared mm. that's all I have to say okay no that sounds great so you were both obviously successful in the application process and you got into the program um, Denny yours is slightly different from um, full specialist training and that it was the shorter MSc um, I just wondered if you could give us sort of a summary of what's involved in, in the MSc program and, and what people applying for similar kind of programs should expect? Well, so, um, so in title is a Master of Science in Conservative Dentistry, mm. but basically it is um, training mainly in fixed prosthodontics Okay. And also got um, the implant dentistry elements and a bit of the operative dentistry and endodontic training as well. So I would say um, it's, it's more like a really um, with a, a main focus is on fixed prosthodontics. Basically, in this um, master course, you're having all the uh, seminars and training together with the three-year uh, prosthodontics um, uh, specialty uh, trainees. Okay, but so is it the same first year then, pretty much, yeah, in terms of academics? Yeah, basically the okay. same, but uh, we don't have the removable elements, okay. so it allows you a little bit more time uh, to do some like endodontic training and some training in operative dentistry as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, um, so this is the academic part, and you have the um, lectures together, and you also need to complete um, one uh, dissertation in one year. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but apart from that, you all, I think the best thing is you also got the clinical elements, which is you see patients, you do uh, patients in Eastman, mm -hmm. and also you are required to do most of your laboratory work, which is, I think is very essential and very critical for prosthodontic training because it make you understand how a prosthesis is, um, is made from and you, it just make you understand the whole process and it's about uh, to get the control in your hand really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, I would say if say I need to compare this program to many other like part-time program, mm -hmm. um, I think this is probably the best element is because you got the 
academic part and you also got the clinical and laboratory mm-hmm. training part yeah so this is quite uh, i would say it complete the whole training in prosthodontics yeah so with the academic element is that mm-hmm. like almost like going back to university then is that going to lectures seminars is that quite um tutor-led as in being taught things or is it more here's some things we want you to learn about go away and do it yourself or how does the academic part is it more self-directed or is it more taught i would say it's really a bit of both so weekly we will have about two to three seminars okay so basically before the seminar you'll be given a reading list there's a quite a lot of classic uh, literatures that you need to prepare for mm-hmm. and then in the seminar um, the supervisor will lead uh, we try to facilitate this discussion mm-hmm. yeah and uh, but I would say it's more about like you do your self-directed learning before the seminar and then when it's come to the seminar everyone try to put together the knowledge and then you summarize what you learn from from there mm-hmm. yeah and um so this is the academic part and then when it comes to clinical uh parts basically you'll be assigned the cases and you will have a chance to discuss cases with your supervisors but i think there's also quite a lot of background reading and preparation that you do before you uh, present your cases to your supervisor or sometime uh, weekly we also have a case discussion sections with all the um, trainees in the department so okay. everyone gets a chance to present their cases and with that you also need to prepare yourself to support your treatment rationale with uh, scientific evidence okay and then Basman, obviously your course is slightly different it's the a longer course with the DDEN so it's three years is it the same kind of setup in terms of academic teaching or, or how, how is that three years broken up as part of your course? So it's not as intense as yours, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, for us, it's, um, for example, year one, mm-hmm. very basic information that as a pediatric resident, you need to do to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had a lot of like treatment planning and the basic diseases, caries, trauma, all of that. The lectures are actually lecture casts, which are pre-recorded and available on Moodle. So mm-hmm. we take the time, our own time, to study those material. Mm-hmm. And then once we study them, we have seminars every other week with dif- different uh, uh, consultants. Mm-hmm. And once we attend those seminars, they're very Viva-based, so they give us uh, some clinical pictures and we have to kind of decide on the treatment plan diagnosis and all of that uh, and it's very very good because we prepare for the MPs exam which we'll definitely need to do in our third year mm-hmm. uh, second year is more intense I am starting my second year right now it is overwhelming <laughs> because it gets a little bit more advanced mm-hmm. um, and uh, there's a lot of more uh, like anomalies and very specific syndromes and genes that you need to know and well, we're, I'm wrapping my head around it, so we're just trying to at this point. Um, third year is basically um, the year where you're going to be doing your MPs. And I forgot to mention that we start our research mm-hmm. um, from year one. So you have to do that throughout those three years to hopefully submit it within the third year. There's a lot of bits and pieces we do, uh, like audit, for example, and presentations here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a very well-rounded uh, program. And I feel like I was, I was I'm really lucky uh, to be here because I feel uh, confident. If you ask me two years ago if I would be able to diagnose, if I would be able to 
um, kind of treat or do anything like I'm doing right now, I would, I'm, I'm very, very uh, confident now in my abilities. And I'm halfway through, I'm not even done. So I'm that's very good. looking forward to That's good. And then, so you mentioned there the, the research, so that's a big element, I, I would imagine. And then do you have exams at the end or yes. throughout the years or I, I, coursework I, I, or I how does that work? I forgot about all of that. I just deleted. <laughs> so exams, um, we have uh, two types of exams. We have a written exam, which is the end of uh, first year and end of second year. Mm -hmm. Written exams, it was really long. Uh, first year, <laughs> one day, four exams. Why do they do that? <laughs> actually, actually, I loved that concept. At the beginning, when I saw it on my timetable, I was like, why? Why four of them at the same time? And then once the day was over, I was like, thank God I have nothing tomorrow. Yeah. So well it, is a, it is a plus because all four exams were very similar to each other. And it was basically just one long exam, if you think about it. Uh, exams were, uh, the written exam was very uh, well done. Um, for me, I have difficulties with MCQs. I don't know if anyone struggle. No, just me. That's fine. Um, so MCQs, I don't like to choose. So uh, the good thing is it's a lot of SAQs um, questions. So a lot of writing. And as you can tell, I like to talk as well, right? So I enjoyed that very much. Um, and then we have a, a Viva exam where you have to submit your cases. So in regards to cases in first year, you have to submit three carries cases. So anything as simple as placing crowns or as complex as multiple restorations. And in second year, what we have is to submit nine cases. Uh, it sounds a lot, but it's absolutely fine. Uh, so you have to submit three cases trauma, three cases anomalies, and three cases m medically compromised. I'm struggling a little bit with the medically compromised because we don't see that often, which is um, um, good, but we need them to, to submit the uh, uh, cases, but that's what I'm planning on doing at the end of this year uh, to do nine cases. And it's basically um, doing a um, kind of case report thing and you submit it online and then you have a Viva mm -hmm. uh, with two of your consultants and an external examiner. Um, I don't, they said they're going to change the, the kind of the way they examine the Viva. So stay tuned and let you know <laughs> if you ever decide to come to pediatric dentistry. So yes, there's a lot, a lot yeah. of elements there. Um, Denny, is that similar? How, how were you assessed throughout that year on top of everything else that you had to do? Well, so um, a few things to assess. So in terms of the clinical elements, so throughout the year, there will be like six to seven like clinical skills assessments. So you book your patients, you do a specific procedure, say it could be impression taking, jaw registration to like ornate preparation. And mm -hmm. then in that session, when um, you will be assessed about your skills on the particular procedure, and the outcome and your ability to evaluate your work mm -hmm. yeah and then um in terms of uh, academic assessment so say in our program we have like a uh, three big module like one is on like a, a multidisciplinary um um study so you will be test on um uh, perio, endo, and prosthodontic concepts on paper. So you will be required to uh, write two essays. And then you also got a viva on um, basically different disciplines as well, which I think it is really, really challenging, but it is uh, quite a fun assessment to do <laughs> because when you can really uh, present yourself 
and summarize yourself verbally. I think you really learned something, really. And lastly, you also got like an unseen case viper. So in 30 minutes time, you need to do all the treatment planning and then present your case and discuss your treatment rationale to the, uh, 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 the assess, uh, assessors. So this is about, and then, and apart from this, you will also need to submit your uh, research, which is the dissertation. So it is also really a big uh, part of the program. You will probably work your head in it in the last two or three months of the program. Danny, I'm interested. So you've got to treat these cl cases clinically. You've got to prepare for these seminars. You've got all these assessments. You've got to do your own lab work. What's the work-life balance if you're doing this kind of program? Are you fully committed? Have you got nothing else but that program for that year? Or how, how did that side of things work? Well, um, the balance is really not balanced. <laughs> okay. There's no balance. <laughs> well, um, it depends on how much you want from it, I would say. Yeah, um, some, I would say like, because also like when we come to this program, some, um, colleagues they relatively have more experience some are more like fresh graduate or uh, fresher in terms of uh, experience so um, some of them like say let's see the outcome like some of them when they finish the program they may be able to finish one or two full more rehabilitation cases but some of us may more focus of some uh, to develop some uh, like more basic skills or say like restoring single implants or do I feel multiple restoration so it really depends on what you want to achieve in the program and from that I would say it will dictate the time that you put into the program as well yeah um, but I would say on average really like you spend your daytime in seminars clinics and then some or most of your nighttime in the laboratory. And then, um, but I, for me, I also try to get a bit of the London life experience during <laughs> yeah. the weekend, just hang out with friends. So you also need it anyway. So, um, but you will find a way out, I would say. Yeah, because like in Eastman, I think you will really meet different people and mm -hmm. some like my people, you can work together and you can also play together really, <laughs> yeah. Basma, what about your course? Do you have a good work-life balance? Is it, it doesn't sound quite as intense as, as Danny's experience. definitely not as intense. Um, I enjoy life. I prioritize my social life, sorry, to the <laughs> Eastman if they are offended, but social life for me is very important. Mm -hmm. I can be out and about 24-7. If, I, if possible, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but uh, for us, it's a little bit different. As you know, today is my day off. So um, we do have some time off, mm -hmm. usually Fridays. If there is no seminar, it's the day off. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I should be doing something in regards to my research or study some of those lectures mm -hmm. online. Um, and for me, it's very important to time manage. OK, I might not be doing it perfectly, but it's my advice to you. Please manage your time well. That's the most important thing. If you manage time, you're absolutely fine. You're going to be able to enjoy your your London life. I hope you you did a little bit. No? <laughs> I I did. I did. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the um, most because to me, one of my reasons coming here is also to enjoy some time abroad, right? So I still like get some time to do. Um, say I like really like musical, so I was doing some like musical courses alongside. So which is really nice. So I would say you can still get some bit of life, really. A bit of life. And can I just 
uh, add something. And yeah, now I think because now Eastman have moved to a new hospital, mm. new setting. So I think now we don't really have the night nighttime laboratory uh, uh, sections now. So you need to be out of the hospital after I think like 5 or 6 p.m. So okay. you will get your life, I would say. Okay, so there's a bit more of a life now. So uh, both of you mentioned that advice for people thinking about doing these kind of courses, number one is to, to have that sort of balance, work-life balance. Um, do you have any other advice for anybody that's considering either of your courses or, or any other postgraduate program for that matter? Have patience, okay? Believe in yourself because sometimes you're going to doubt yourself and it's okay. Um, control the anxiety. I think I'm giving myself that advice because sometimes I struggle <laughs> with anxiety, unfortunately. Uh, personally, I like to be to have everything done perfectly and it's okay not mm. to have everything done perfectly. It's a matter of uh, you learn from your mistakes and you're gonna develop and become better. Because every time I do the slightest, oh, the filling is not perfect. I could have done that just a little bit perfect. Don't over criticize yourself. If you've done something that you feel you could have improved on, think, why did I do that? What could I have done better? For me, that's that's what I've, I'm changing my mentality from, oh, I did something wrong. Oh, the, the filling is the worst filling to, okay, now I learned from that. How can I do it better? I think that's the most important thing. I think that's, that's really important. And I guess when you're doing programs like this, you get so narrowed down into that specific element that you're studying, then I can see you could easily become overcritical. Yeah. Uh, Danny, have you got any advice for anybody that's thinking about doing postgraduate training? Um, I would say also about like really don't limit yourself and dream big. I mean, funny story is when I graduated from my bachelor. I swear to myself, I would never do a specialist training. But <laughs> now you see, I came here and I never imagined myself to study abroad. So you never know like when life will bring you to. Mm -hmm. um, so um, say if someone is really considering a postgraduate training, I would say don't limit yourself, try to plan for it. And like in my time, I thought I wouldn't be doing a Train, uh, specialist training because I thought like financially I may not be able to afford it and in terms of time commitment I don't see myself especially like in Hong Kong if I want to be a specialist it takes six years for the whole pathway so I don't yeah. see myself can do such a like a time commitment by mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. but now when I started here I really feel like I want to learn more I want to go for the whole pathway and I'm also exploring the potential way of doing it really so uh, i would say if someone really want to do it try to dream big talk to different people and then try to plan for it and you will always find a way when you want to do something yeah. that's good so what what's what's next for you then? so you mentioned about sort of fully going down that specialty training pathway is that on the cards is that something you're considering or, or where are you looking going forward well um for myself, yes, I'm trying to explore my way to 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 have the training. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it may be slightly complicated for me because uh, I did my one year training or uh, one year master already, but mm -hmm. to specialize, say in this country, it will may take like three year full time master. I'm mm -hmm. trying to see if there's any alternative pathway that I can do it. Mm -hmm. I'm still talking with different like senior people to see how I may possibly achieve it. But mm -hmm. even if not, I would say I would still further my training 
um, in the hospital and hopefully later to myself, I really like kind of a mixed hospital and private practice. Mm -hmm. That would be my end goal, I would say. So I may be able to do treatment in the hospital and also get some experience in teaching, which I really enjoy it. And this will be my future plan, really. Sounds good. Basma, mm -hmm. um, I presume because you've been sponsored, you're going to have to go back to QA and give something back to the government. So how does that work? What have you, what have you got to do when you, when you get back home? Kuwait is waiting for me. <laughs> they are waiting. Come on, graduate. So um, for us every year, um, Kuwaiti government sponsors 50 dentists to go abroad. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the limit. And mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to be one of those 50 th uh, this year or that year, last year. Um, so for us, uh, even when I was an undergrad uh, at the University of Leeds, they expected me to come and work uh, for the uh, Ministry of Health in Kuwait, which I did. Um, and now basically what they're asking for is to work for the Ministry of Health equivalent to the years they sponsored you for. That's okay. that's the minimum. If you do that, you're free to go. You can do whatever you want. You can leave the Ministry of Health and work in private. For me personally, um, I feel like I want to stay in the Ministry of Health uh, for the long run. And I would like to kind of progress into becoming a consultant eventually down the line, hopefully. Um, and it's it's quite simple. Kuwait is sponsoring me to kind of, they're investing in me mm -hmm. to, to be able to go back and become one of the specialists, hopefully. But they do require the MPEDS exam. Pass MPEDS, number one, and then go back to Kuwait. <laughs> yes. And progress through the system there to a consultant potentially. Yeah, hopefully. And maybe come back here. Fellowship? <laughs> Anyone? Anyone would offer? No. <laughs> um, so j finally, we are asking everybody the same uh, last two questions. So the first one is to describe three things that you in enjoy about your role. So in terms of your postgraduate training, what three things would you say you in enjoy about it particularly? So f as for me, I would say the first thing is uh, I really enjoyed meeting many more like-minded people, mm -hmm. the, uh, my uh, trainees and also the supervisor. I think in a hospital or in an academic environment, you really meet a lot of like dedicated and smart people who is working in the field and you just really enjoy every like cultural exchange or discussing cases with them you really learn a lot from them mm -hmm. so i think that's the best thing that i gained from the program mm -hmm. second thing is um to um, have a postgraduate training i think it's also about like you can really try out different things say especially in prosthodontics for one single case you may have different ways of doing it mm -hmm. you can use different materials you can use different techniques of doing it so in a hospital setting it allow you to try things out which i really like and you will learn to know what work best in your hand mm -hmm. yeah and thirdly is um i think it's also about the time from work so <laughs> i mean it's an intensive training but you don't have a stress from work so you also get to have some time really to do my like for, as for me i have some time off to do my interests which mm -hmm. is really good for me so yeah that's great Basma, do you have anything to yeah. add to that for me it, 
I agree 100%, uh, definitely the same. For me, I'm enjoying a lot the research aspect of, of things. Um, it's a very, I've enjoyed it when I was an uh, undergrad and I'm enjoying it here very, very much. Um, it's a very nice way to explore um, all of that field. Um, another thing is um, I'm enjoying kind of thinking like the consultants because I, everyone has different treatment plans and you kind of explore their their way of thinking and then going back to like the evidence-based and what you should do i i think i don't think of the evidence base as much previously as i do right now mm -hmm. and i want to keep going as much as i can the third thing might not be related to to the eastment it might be a personality thing but i enjoy being goofy with the kids i enjoy playing <laughs> around with them very much and i appreciate that i can do that on a daily basis and it they allow me to to do it as much as i want and everyone noticed how kind of playful and you if you come to the pediatric department you will definitely see me dancing around with with someone <laughs> definitely so i enjoy kind of that aspect of it a lot and then the final question. So having gone through your journey uh, and got to the point that you're both at now, if you were going to go back in time and give your younger self some advice, what advice would you give? Oh my God. I was going to say quit dentistry. I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> I'm here. I'm still here. <laughs> um, believe in yourself. Uh, I've doubted myself in every step in my way. And that was it was so unnecessary uh i seem like i'm very confident but deep down i'm really not confident even though everyone keeps saying you're so confident and it shows <laughs> it's just an act um so i i do beg and i wish my future self is listening right now believe in yourself you're doing a great job you're living the dream just enjoy it so hopefully one version of me is listening. That's great. That's great advice for everybody. I think your younger self, older self and everybody else that's listening as well. Uh, Denny, what advice would you give to your younger self? Well, um, this is going to be sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as I previously said, I would say really to dream big because it'd be similar to uh, Pesma. So I didn't really believe in myself that I can make it to London or to study or to do my specialist training by then but um, really if I can have a chance to, to, to do it again I would say I may rather do it earlier than, than later and surely there will be some way of, of doing it so really believe in yourself and just work the way out like um, don't limit yourself by any factor. Say if you don't have enough money, then work harder, a bit <laughs> more time on working, and or talk to people and see how they um, make this way possible. Really, yeah. Perfect. So mm -hmm. if you if you want to do something, then set your mind to it and go out and do it. I exactly. guess. Perfect. That's great. So thank you both so much for taking time off. Um, to come and speak to us. I know that you were both meant to be having some downtime today, so I really appreciate it. And I'm sure the listeners have found that very useful. So thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. We would love to hear your suggestions for future guests. Remember to follow us on social media using hashtag the Eastman Dental Podcast. And if you like what you hear, please like, share, subscribe and listen out for future episodes.